0: Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. Several significant events over the past several days. The main events center around preparing to interview assistant principals. Jeannie went to the screening last Friday. I walked out of there believing she nailed it. Just an editorial note, Jeannie is a current fifth grade teacher at my school with aspirations for leadership and she is phenomenal. And I've targeted her to bring her back to our school as the new assistant principal. We waited about a week and then finally got the results. Jeannie's screening score was ranked number four of 135 screening candidates. Four out of 135. I hope we can wheel her head into the room when she finds out. I joke with her about that, but in reality, it's nice to know that I'm going after number four of 135. I've developed nine questions, a scoring rubric, and a ranking chart. HR is requiring that I conduct five interviews. Personally, I think five, as a minimum, is too many. At the time of this writing, I've got four interviews scheduled, and I want to get them all done tomorrow, because the next two weeks are intense for me, full of conferences. (laughs) Hey, listen, I have revamped my professional development offerings. You can find them at unfoldthesoul.com. Touch the speaking tab. I've got two new offerings. The first is the three hour virtual PD experience with me. And then the second is the in-person PD experience. Notice I don't call these presentations or workshops because I don't know. No, but I do know. I've gotten to a point in my career. One, my confidence is at an all-time high. I know equity like no one else. I know how to make it practical, tangible, meaningful. I know I could turn those states around who have foolishly banned equity from uh, any of their policies. I can help districts that have policies around equity but they're spinning in circles having conversations that don't lead to any kind of improvement in student learning i can move your district from plc light to plc right because i explain plcs like no one else i simplify it it's authentic i can take all those moving parts that are swirling around you all the moving parts and make them make sense if you are interested and Advancing your mission of learning for all, advancing your mission of equity, excellence, and achievement for all students, regardless of background. If you're a fan of ruthless equity and uh, want to move your staff or district forward with it, get at a brother now. Go to my site, go to my page, unfoldthesoul.com. Fill out that quick form, set up a phone call with me, and let's make this thing happen. Lastly, if you've not picked up my book yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. You know what Ruthless Equity reminds me of? It reminds me of that book I read. It's called, uh, uh, it reminds me of of nothing, nothing. And I got 950,000, 1100 books behind me right now on this shelf. And some of them are great. But none of them are like Ruthless Equity. Ruthless Equity is a book like no other, explains equity like no other, speaks to you like no other, the coach on your shoulder, the guide on your side to move you from rhetoric to results regarding your journey with equity. Pick up a copy of Ruthless Equity at Amazon.com. If you are a fan, you've read it, take a minute, please, and leave a review on Amazon.com. Now, back to the podcast. All right, baby, let's get into this. I've got a special announcement. It is aligned with this week's entry, by the way, but let me say first, let me say first, let me say first. For the most part, the format of this podcast is not changing. The meat, the root is going to come from my journals that I kept when I was a principal. What is going to change is the name of the podcast. So, part of the episode title is, uh, well, that's the title. The Best Coaches Have a Coach. And I've got a couple of coaches. I've got a couple of formal coaches. I have several informal coaches. Coaches that I just mooch from and don't pay. Um, But I've got a couple of coaches that I do pay. And every, every coach should have a coach. And I spent I spent a full day, full two days, recording my audiobook with one coach, Scott McKenna of uh, Scaling Creative, and then I spent a full day, ironically, yesterday, with Caleb Peavy from Unmutable. Caleb is a marketing coach. Scott is a video coach slash entrepreneurial coach, and here's what I here's what I learned. You know, I'm I'm sitting with Caleb yesterday. We're in the lab, going over everything. He asked me how the podcast is going. I said, well, that it's going pretty well." I've never done a podcast before. I, you know, I know it gets a few hundred downloads every episode. I don't know what that means in the grand scale of things, but uh, he basically explained how, from a marketing SEO keyword standpoint, that the title is not serving me. And I get it. And listen, everything evolves. At the time of the title, one, you know, bless his heart, is directly connected to how I was greeted, but you don't know that based on just looking at my title. I talk about being the leader of that school. There's still that school, but at that time, that was uh, kind of the focus of my work. You know, I was doing a lot of videos that started with, this message is for that school in your district. And, you know, time changes and things evolve. I still talk about that school, but with Ruthless Equity, all of that gets encompassed under the equity umbrella. I mean, that that school in your district is often uh, created by design, by circumstance, by uh, resources they get or don't get, so it always comes back. And when I do this podcast with you every week, the reflection always comes back to some element of ruthless equity and of course ruthless equity is aligned with what my focus is today it's on point with branding and so i'm going to change the name of the podcast to the ruthless equity podcast with ken williams and then in the opening description i'm going to be a little more specific about where the content comes from in this podcast because it's not obvious and it should be, you know, I think I created the podcast just thinking that people who already know who I am are going to listen. And you know, I've got to think bigger. And that's what, uh, that's when, that's what Caleb's coaching helped me do yesterday was to think bigger. Don't always just assume you want people to find you right. And, and bless his heart is not going to pop up in educational leadership podcast, but I take a lot of pride in this podcast. I think it's pretty good. And, you know, more than what I think, I get a lot of feedback when I'm on the road. And there's nothing more satisfying than hearing from listeners. Um, I got to meet the great Sharon Hampton Mad- Madian. I met a brother this week in Arizona who stopped me and said he listens to the podcast. It's uh, You know, I was in Tucson the week before. I I get people from all over, and it's it is pretty awesome. All right. What's that got to do with today's Okay, so look out for my... I would love to have it done by next week, which is February 21st. If it's not done by next week, it'll be done by the week after, but the episodes are still going to be uploaded. I just need to make a better connection to the work I do now. And every once in a while, I might sprinkle in something that uh, is current and is happening in real time, but the... Backbone of this podcast will remain the same. It's going to be about my journal entries, um, which are always done through the lens of equity. You know, mistakes I made, a few victories I had, and how to inform your work moving forward. All right, so look out for that. Let's get into it. This episode, and I'm this is going to be a theme for the next couple of weeks because this uh, AP screening process was a journey was a journey it 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 puts me in touch i'm a football fan and you know issues of race and equity They touch every aspect of life even with you know a bunch of guys on the field crashing into each other making millions of dollars there has been Um, I don't think it's much anymore, but there was a time where there were no black head coaches. And, you know, there was an undercurrent in the NFL, like, you know, they're better players than they are. Thinkers, it's too cerebral, all the blah, 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 blah. And so one of the more visionary families, the Roonies of Pittsburgh, got owners to agree on this thing called the Rooney Rule. Now, you know, you read my book, you know, I struggle with this kind of stuff where, the Rooney Rule basically says, if you got a head coaching position open, you have to interview, quote-unquote, ugh, I hate this word, minority candidates. So, let's just, just call it uh, candidates of color. They, they have to be considered, even when you have your mind made up. Now, there's one side of me that's like, yeah, you need to see what kind of talent is out there, and this may be, you know, one of the only ways for potential head coaches of color to get some attention. That's the one hand. On the other hand, the entrepreneurial side is like, this is my business. Like I want to hire who I want to hire. And I can see both sides of it. You know, um, if we can get all the biases out the way. And if the NFL operated in a way where they start with the crown, like what is the crown? What do you want in a head coach? What does that look like? See the NFL needs to start with the crown and not with the coach damn, I need to rename this podcast. Start with the crown, not with the coach. Look at me. Anyway, they need to start with the crown, but they start with the coach, and then they start discounting. Well, he's black. Well, he's Hispanic. Well, he's poor. Whatever it is. My point is, during the time of this AP screening, I had my mind made up, baby. I had my mind made up. Now, this is a quote-unquote... a suburban disc- district with an urban fringe. In other words, I'm going to be interviewing a lot of candidates look like me and my cousins, baby. But still, I had my mind made up. Jeannie Lynch was my badass fifth grade teacher with leadership aspirations, had the kind of respect on staff. I knew she could do the job. She possessed a lot of strengths that I didn't have and vice versa. I just knew she was going to be great. I had my mind made up. But I got to give my district credit in this way. Our district, as you know, was the poorest performing district in the Great Atlanta area at the time. And I was at the poorest performing elementary school in that district at the time. And there were many ways where the district was a hot ass mess. But I have to give them credit. If you walked in from off the street and saw the screening process, you might think that this school was in an affluent area because the vetting process was real, they just weren't passing trash around. Um, they weren't coming completely top down at this moment. It was, it was about look. Not only do we want you to hire an assistant principal, we want you, we want you to interview five, like really vet it. And so I look back and I think about this Rooney Rule and how it works today. I have my mind made up about Genie, and their repeated insistence that I interview more than that, I interview five candidates made me vet the process. Now, I interviewed those candidates knowing that I wanted Jeannie, but I didn't half-ass it. You know, I had a point where I just said, hey, listen, we want Jeannie here and if that's the case, let's just do these interviews and look, if Jeannie's our person, then at the end of the interview process, your head's going to pop up. Like, her head's going to pop up. And we can't be afraid of discovering another person with, you know, who, who might be a better fit. We can't be afraid of that. I probably saw it more as a waste of time, but I I was solid enough in my leadership to know that I can't go on that interview half-assing it. Like that's, that is not a good leadership move to turn around to your staff and say, well, you know, we all want genie. let's just go through the motions and just, you know, run these people in and out. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't do that. Even though I know someone was were thinking that and deep down, I might've been thinking that, but I wasn't going to half-ass it in that way. I just wasn't going to like one dishonor the process and two make myself look bad. But I give the, the, the district credit, that process, I mean, it felt a little upper crusty. That's an example to me of acting as if, right? Uh, we are uh, high performing in spirit today, and in results tomorrow. That's when you start putting in place uh, ruthless equity principles in your school's culture before you're there. Folks have this mixed up met- this mixed up mindset where it's like, okay, when we arrive, then we'll put things in place. No, you, you got to arrive in your mind and your hands first, baby. You got to do that first, and then have the results bear themselves out so that is uh, that's a big deal that's a big deal we had our minds made up but in the end I was glad because, and you know what I, I'm going to dig into the interview process in like next week's episode but this takes me back I remember we had some we had some strong candidates we had some strong ass can. And l- let me just let the cat out the bag a little bit I hope I remember to tag him but Dr. Dr. Marcus Jackson, who you see on Twitter and Facebook, leader, he's out of Louisiana right now. That cat was one of the damn candidates. And if you know Marcus, I mean he ain't coming half-assing. Like he he, like he made us nervous. You know what I mean? Like he he brought it. And again, Jeannie's phenomenal. But he he brought it. So for that reason, he was almost like Mike Tomlin, you know, because Tomlin and his Tomlin's the uh, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Rooney Rule had it such that the Steelers had to interview him, and I believe legend has it that the Steelers had their minds made up about who they wanted as their head coach, but they were going to honor the rule. They interviewed Tomlin. Tomlin knocked it the hell out of the park, and has been the the, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. For, he became the third coach of the Steelers in their franchise history, and so there's that fine line between. Um, having your mind made up and doing what Margaret Wheatley encourages us to do. And that's walking to walk into a situation, into a confrontation, into a meeting, thinking to yourself, what is here for me to learn? Keep that in mind. Put that in your back pocket. Embrace the new name of this podcast and start with the crown. the next and maybe last episode of the bless his heart leadership podcast listen when i say last episode the podcast isn't going anywhere I'm i'm telling you i'm just changing the name just in case some of you try to fast forward through that shit and didn't hear it i'm just changing the name relax but on the next episode this process of finding an ap is heating up baby we thought i had we had our minds made up and it's still heating up You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.